Running Wild with Christine, Sex, Success, and Other Slippery Rabbit Holes. Welcome to episode 37 with Casey Murphy from Pleasure Parlor. Casey is a sexual health educator, entrepreneur, and business coach. She worked in the sex toy industry for um, close to 15 years in all kinds of marketing, sales, BD, advertising. And then last year, she uh, started her own business called The Pleasure Parlor, uh, which incorporates online retail website with uh, curated subscription boxes and a traveling educational pop-up shop. And she's now focusing on business coaching and teaching step-by-step strategic uh, strategy sorry, to female entrepreneurs um, for pleasure-based businesses. Hi, Casey. How are you? Hello, and thank you so much for having me. Yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell, and I'm really happy to be here today. Yay! I'm really excited. Um, you and I haven't met yet in real life, which might happen since we're both West Coast based. Um, but I was really keen on speaking to you after creeping your Instagram, to be honest, <laughs> um, because your business is so, um, you know, positive and um, female centered in a good way. And um, I was thinking about a lot of coaching stuff in my own life. And then I saw what you were up to. And I really wanted to have a little chat about it. So um, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners on in your own words? Yeah. So I, um, like you said, I have worked in the pleasure products, which is a nice way of coding it. It's, I've worked in the sex toy industry for about 15 years and um, we really run the gamut of things on the business to business side um, of the industry. And I've done advertising. And I just kind of fell into the industry. Um, I was playing roller derby in LA in like 2006. And one of my teammates had mentioned there was a position open at her company. And the company is an industry magazine that's just for people in the industry that covers, you know, the porn side, the online side the pleasure products industry side. And so they basically are like, you know, the industry hub for news and information. And there was an advertising position available and I'd never worked in advertising. And I was also like, okay, well, this is not just a position in a, um, you know, like a role that I'm not familiar with, but it's also in the adult industry. Like that's kind of a double whammy, but, um, I got the position and I kind of jumped right in. And it was, it's amazing to look back and think about how my career started with that particular position because I jumped in like feet first and learned yeah. the industry back and forth. And we, you know, set up trade shows um, for the rest of the industry and I got to attend those. And from there, I moved on to manufacturing and I landed Ooh. a position with a bondage and manufacturer in LA, which again was like, no experience, um, but I respect all types of different niches and yeah. markets, and I thought that would be a great experience to add to my, you know, to my arsenal of um, knowledge. So I did that, and then I worked for a queer um, female pleasure products company that was just kind of breaking ground, and she was in Paris. Yeah, and it's just like all of these little steps have just kind of like looking back, it's like I'm so grateful for all of these different steps that have put me on this very unique path. For sure. What were you and, doing? Um, my last What were you doing what, before the advertising? Like before the first one? What, what were you up to? I was 
was um, a fucking bartender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was basically bartending, but um, so I was like maybe 20, uh, 22 at the time when I got the advertising position, but um, I got my start in marketing with Interscope Records here oh. in LA, and I was in like... I was at this record release um, in store at Tower Records, which they don't have anymore. So sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just asked like the, the artist development rep if they had any internships available, and he was like, "Yeah, totally. Like, I just moved here from Chicago. I need some help. So send me a resume, and we'll see what happens." So I drove home right then before the artist, like the band, went on resume. I mean, I was t- like 19 years old at the time. I was like just out of high school. Amazing. So um, drove home created a resume, sent it to him and was like hired in a couple days as an intern. Um, and then the record industry started seeing digital music. Napster came about and positions were being eliminated. So my position kind of was about to dissolve. And I actually had ended up working my way up in different marketing positions. But so I started supplementing with uh, bartending. And that's yeah. basically where I was when the advertising sex toy or sex and out. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. It's funny, like, that's my favorite part about getting to talk to random people on the podcast is just, like, you never know what is coming just around the corner. Um, so, and so what, last year you just decided to go on your own? Yeah, I was um, working in sales and worked for a sex toy distributor, which they, you know, warehoused every type of sex toy you can think of, all different brands, Lilo. Tantus, et cetera. And, um, I was, it's, it's sales is difficult. You know, I'm an empath and I feel like I just, what I constantly wanted was connection as opposed to wanting to sell people on shit all day. I just, it made me feel icky. So, um, you know, most of what I really enjoyed about that job was talking to my, my customers who had brick and mortar stores or online websites or home party businesses. And, um, I really wanted to like help motivate them to market creatively. And, um, I really enjoyed talking business with them as opposed to like, you know, selling more, like selling more, selling more, selling more. I wanted to educate on products and, and connect with people. And I was like, light bulb that went off one day and I was like, why am I hustling so hard for someone else? Like, yeah. we are not like we don't have to make that choice in life, but we're kind of conditioned to believe that that's just kind of what you do. Exactly. And I was like, no, this is not me. Um, I want to be accountable for my own shit and um, uh, be self-employed. So I kind of took steps to start the pleasure parlor. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I totally get that. And I think uh, what you said about, you know, um, marketing creatively, it's so hard to market pleasure-based businesses because of fucking censorship that like I mean I never anticipated that my book would be so hard to to advertise like I couldn't even promote like some sometimes my my cover gets censored and I'm like it's an it's a belly button like with the app but yeah anyway so I'm just like what the fuck and so I really appreciate that that must be super interesting to work on and that obviously if you're like your end goal is just selling more numbers you don't get to do the fun stuff yeah there is so much censorship and i feel like right now though socially um especially with this like with what's going on in the u.s um there has been such an uprising of femme identified individual like 
rising up to create these amazing, unique businesses. And yeah, like Facebook does not allow any adult advertising. So you have to get super creative um, and organic with how you market your business. It's insane. And Instagram, I just realized last week, they have now pulled the hashtag sex toy and sex toys off of Instagram. Um, and it's obviously Facebook owns them. So yeah. it was just a matter of time before they started like cleaning drain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be even more challenging because Instagram for like regular mainstream businesses isn't like a treasure trove for me. Um, but we have to be a little more strategic and thoughtful when it comes to marketing a business. Yeah. Absolutely. And so how has it been? Um, you know, did you start with um, just the subscription boxes? Was that sort of like your go-to idea as like the beginning to, to just launch Pleasure Parlor? Yeah. Um, subscription boxes and, um, you know, the home party mm-hmm. model, which people think passion parties, um, you know, pure romance type of thing. And that was the the easiest thing to me um because I guess it's very easy to to me it was very easy to market locally yeah and you know what I mean like that's where you have to start you have to start grassroots and that was okay with me like I wanted to connect with all types of women's groups yeah not just women in houses you know in homes like wanting to have a secret party I didn't do any of those actually I did try to do one of those at my friend's house she hosted it And I felt so weird because, again, it all comes down to selling. And that party totally sucked because I was like, (laughs) thank you guys so much for being here. If you want to look at toys on the table, they're over there. I didn't do, like, a sales pitch. It was just, like, surprisingly very uncomfortable to me. Um, But I did get into a few women's groups here, um, like business groups. And I did some, um, like the art of arousal. I did a talk on actually a local women's cannabis group that has, yeah. has been doing amazing things, tokativity. Um, and I got into a women's art show and then a fashion show. And I want to like normalize pleasure products. And it's not just like dildos and strap-ons and vibrators. Like it can be like a dirty coloring book it can be um any kind of it's not just like you know profane items so I know I love that description profane items it's so funny um we (laughs) we're so like conditioned even by the words that we use to like you know that's like big taboo no god forbid women masturbate or anyone masturbates like and talks about it and enjoys it um I think that's We're moving away from it a little bit, but it's still, like you said, like you, even if it's your business, you still find yourself in certain situations where you're like, God, this is so fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> like, like, why? But, um, so how do you go from, you know, the retail side to the coaching side? Where was that light bulb for you? I mean, that's such a great question. And it's like the big question that I still am facing every day because, Um, well, the reason I wanted to start doing it was because in that last sales position, again, like what I really enjoyed doing was helping people, uh, market creatively. And some of them have had their business in the sex toy industry, you know, online websites since the nineties. And all of a sudden they're like, Amazon has totally fucked us. Mm -hmm. Um, and same with the retail, like people just want to go to Amazon. They know that they're buying something from China and that it's going to not be the materials you should be using. Um, but they do it because 
because it's cheaper. And so when you have had a really successful online business, you know, for that amount of time, and then all of a sudden you are thrown a monkey wrench and you lose your customers, what do you do? How do you bounce back? How do you compete with that? Yeah. And that's what I love to talk about because I had had experience for a former employer, like listing products on Amazon and, um, of course, competitively priced. Um, yeah. And responding to like customer inquiries and really learning the backside of Amazon and how to be competitive in that type of marketplace. Um, and so I felt like I had a lot to bring to the table to all types of businesses because, again, I had like really kind of made the rounds in the sex toy industry. And I loved, I love a brainstorm. I love this kind of conversation. Yeah. Um, I love sharing ideas. It just lights me up. And so I was like, okay, I've already done this in a capacity before. Why really kind of extend myself um, with the pleasure parlor and, and parlay all of this into coaching. And it has been a really interesting transition because my current followers on Instagram are just, they kind of know the business is like a sex toy business, uh, subscription box, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so now I'm trying to switch the content to like mindset things. And yeah. it's not just like, here's a toy that I just listed on the website. And so I'm trying to condition, integrate that kind of content with what I'm doing. And I'm hoping that using the right hashtag and just continuously being, you know, showing up and saying the right things that I find to be true with coaching will attract the right people. Yeah. And um, this is a thing that's like been huge for me the last few months is, um, you know, the concept of like expertise has been like so thrown over the last few years in terms of, you know, like just like the rise of TED Talks and the rise of, you know, um, the shifting economy from going to people who've done the same thing for freaking 40 years to people switching left, right, center all the time just due to the shift in, in, in world economics. I'm like, okay, so we are spending all this time amassing all these like skills and tools and knowledge in so many different areas. And we're kind of also on a personal level shifting to the limits of social media and focusing on how we can be more organic and you know kind of realizing the the problem with just you know fake followers and fake and like the fact that we're not connecting to actual people um to to then seeing all these people become like life coaches and business coaches and it's like okay how as an individual like that's what I would grapple with and I am grappling with is like how do you where does the confidence come from to be like, all right, now I'm going to charge for what I know. You know, that's a, such a tough one. I like command you for it big time. Yeah, that, that's definitely, um, once you make the decision and you don't have any clients yet, that is among so many other like blocks so huge because it all comes down to, if I had any idea, like, the mental journey that starting a business was going to take me on. I just, I don't think I would have backed out, but I would have maybe tried to prepare myself more. Yeah. Um, because it really comes down to like, how much do you value your knowledge? Mm-hmm. And on what I feel like I, you know, this is something I've really had to work through. Like, okay, well, who is my 
target audience? Who is my target market? And do they have, you know, the money and the resources to, to pay what I feel like I'm worth? And by doing that, you're saying that if you're marketing towards a base that doesn't necessarily have the money to do it, and it's not just have the money because money is secondary, the person that you want to market to has a desire to make it work. They are lit up by what they're doing and they believe what they're doing equally as you do. And they're going to step up and be consistent and say, I'm going to hire a coach because I'm worth it. And I believe in my business enough to do this. Yeah. Um, and that's who I want to attract, you know? So it's one, I believe in myself. I believe in what I have to offer. And I believe in the people who are coming to me or the right people who are finding me and that I'm not necessarily like ripping them off, so to speak, but there is definitely a mutual understanding of value there. Mm-hmm. That's so, that's so interesting because you do really have to sort of, it sounds like, I don't want to say be choosy because that's not the point, but like the, the, for there to be a value created in both sides, both sides have to have the common sort of like, what I'm seeking is what you're giving. And that's such a tough, balance to strike yeah and again because it is all confidence based and if you with what you talk about and what you want to talk about um then it's just a matter of showing up every day and it's a matter of connecting with people like if you're putting out content you're putting up any up um you know stories on instagram and you're just being yourself authentically then it's going to feel natural and you're not going to have to struggle with what am I going to talk about and you'll get people that are like that resonates with me so much even if it's one person that will give you the juice and the energy to keep going and that's what I do it for you know like I had to just show the fuck up and start doing and and just kind of see what happened and it, it that's kind of like I guess what has helped me build my business and has just those little bits of feedback. Um, so you just have to show up. That's all it is. Everything else will, will show up for you if you show up. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. And so now do you do, um, cause I saw that you have a couple events coming up. So what has been more successful for you? Do you prefer to have a client with like an ongoing sort of goal type of like you would in PR, you know, like these are our tentative goals this is what we're looking for. And then this ongoing thing, or do you prefer sort of like the seminar stuff? And do you think that's been more effective? Like what has been your experience? They both light me up equally because <laughs> it's all about inspiring people and see that like light bulb and you see them like realize they can do something or you introduce a new idea of doing something and they're inspired by it to run with it. Um, those just feel so good to me. And I do love like this, not the seminar thing, but, um, public speaking. I, I love, I've never had a problem with it. I love talking in front of a bunch of people I don't know. And I know that can be really difficult for some people, yeah. but, um, my favorite event that I, I did was at a college health fair. I did a talk on, um, self-care and I had my little pop-up shop with me and, um, um, they were so excited to be accessible to them and to have like really cute sex toys. And I brought in some like um, local female made um, stickers and candles from Portland. And they were just, they ate up. Like, I don't know if they have student loans or whatever. I didn't expect to really sell much, you know, but they 
cleaned my table out and just kept kept to ask questions and I was just like I'm so happy that you know these kids want to know more and the conversation is on the table and it's out in public and everyone was so welcoming that's just kind of like the juice and the energy that keeps me going so I love I love all formats of talking to people and inspiring people was there something that surprised you that day was there like a a question that kept coming back from like this uh group of of students or like did something blow your mind that you didn't expect um it wasn't necessarily a repeat question but it was just uh, um people were buying stuff for their friends Men were buying toys. I had some like male uh, masturbation strokers, and I was like, "Yes, honey, like you get that, you know." Um, but trying to be as as um, discreet as possible. But you know, there was a guy who bought one for his friend, so he says, "I don't know." He bought yeah. a couple, but there was a, a college girl who was like, "I just realized I could squirt. Like, what does that mean?" And I was like, "Well, first of all, let me just congratulate you because that is the holy grail of orgasms. So, how did you do that?" <laughs> because I love to hear everyone's different, um, like how it happens. Sometimes you're just like, oh, I guess that's happening right now. And then some other people have, you know, like they had to get to a certain point um, practicing or whatever to get there. So um, I was asking them questions, too. I was just like, well, you know you know as a college male like how do you find women um do most women fuck on the first like a mutual I was like they were researched for me and yeah uh, I was researched for them so yeah it was just it was an awesome mutual conversation the whole time I love hearing that I think that's um something that I'm craving a little bit right now because I've been sort of repeating the same conversation like in my life about the book and stuff like that and I I'm really I'm speaking at an event um about intimacy soon and it's just like I I really love that setting where it's like you've all decided to be part of this conversation and everyone is sharing without sort of like having that offloading part of like I'm just going to give you my problems and we're you know like it's like a more of a celebration of our experience rather than a sort of troubleshooting which is more the conversations that we're used to having if you have people to have that talk with is like oh I have this issue like what should I do as opposed to like you know these are the the wide varieties of experiences we can have when it comes to pleasure And then um, I, think, I think that's a really good way to go about it, um, to, to just promote your business that is so centric to like the users. Yeah, definitely. And I, I feel like if I take a pop-up shop with me, um, which is the fun part for me, you know, just an educational talk. It's like, well, here are some products, which I don't ever really actively try to sell. Um, I'll have a few ones that I'm like, this is amazing. And this is why it's unique. And this is why it's different. Um, But I feel like whatever energy I put out, um, that's going to come back to me in whatever capacity it does. And if it's a sale, then that's awesome. If not, if I was able to arm someone with a little extra information about sexual health or taking care of themselves and why that is important, number take care of number one so that you can be the best person you can be in life and in sex in the bedroom. Um, if I can leave anyone with that kind of information, then I'm good. <laughs> that's awesome and so um what do you want to achieve like what's your goal right now for your business like do you have like your vision board or like you know is there something that you're 
that you're kind of putting out there that you want to see come back this coming year? Um, I definitely want to, um, you know, have my coaching business be the, the front and center of what I'm doing. And I would love to start traveling, um, doing talks and conversations for women, um, any kind of seminar, colleges, health fairs on pleasure. And I want to destigmatize that word a lot. Um, and yeah, so traveling, doing talks and my coaching business and little things I want to accomplish. I want to start a podcast like you, because I think that they're such an awesome way to keep your energy going and keep coming up with different to talk about. And, um, I, I want to hire a team to, I don't have all of this just on myself because yeah. right now it's basically a one woman show. Um, Girl, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. I mean, it's like, okay, well now I need to post on Instagram, but also I need to figure out what hashtags are relevant for this. And then I need to, you know, put up a blog post and add products to the website. And <laughs> it's so much, but I mean, it's, it doesn't necessarily feel like work and that's why I'm grateful to do it. And I feel like, well, there have to be some people who hang and want to learn as well. So I wanted to surround myself with a great group of people who have very, um, specialized skill sets that contribute to the business and make it better. And I really above all, like want to step into my power and let go of this career and my title as something that's secret mm-hmm. because I don't really share a lot of this with my family. Oh. Um, I don't put it on my personal Instagram and I'm like, if I do this full on, I need to be honest um, and authentic with myself and everyone around me. So that's, that's definitely something Ooh, I, want, that's... I want for myself. I send you all of the vibes because having gone through that, um, it is, it's tough, but it's surprisingly rewarding. Like people will surprise you. Some people you'll, you know, lose that. That's, that's just the fact. Like I've lost some friends who are like, that's too much. My boundary is way further than yours. I can't process that information. And that's on, that's their thing, you know, and that's okay. Um, but there will be people that you don't expect will be very open and super supportive and create some some amazing you know like energy for you that 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 I anyway I wish that on you because that's what happened um to me and to a lot of people that I know that have gone through that uh but so um I guess like my question that I kind of wanted to ask after you said that was what's your personal relationship with pleasure like has that been a huge stigma in your life until now and that is that why you're not necessarily sharing it with family and also like focusing on that has it been like a big taboo it was um and it's it's kind of gone like I've that whole journey has definitely been like a ride um and it's different things I've learned have happened in stages and you know one stage was like initially telling my family, um, some people that I, you know, work in the adult industry, but I'm not a bad person. And I also had to convince myself that I'm not a bad person. Um, the things I was experiencing, like they're definitely not as bad as what people may think as far as sex toys and the industry at large. Um, and then just defining pleasure for myself really happened when I created my 
business. And I chose the name The Pleasure Parlor. I mean, it took the most indecisive person ever, but I wanted it to be something soft and approachable and classy and um, something that that could be talked about with Mm -hmm. my family, whether that's in a year or 20 years. Like, I want to be proud of that. And pleasure is not just related to, like, you know, sex and orgasms. It's the little things. It's whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. So, you know, like that's been getting creative with that. Okay. Well, what makes me feel good? Well, I like wearing silk pajamas around the house. You know, when I work, I work from home, like wearing things that feel good, um, waking up and doing things that feel good before jumping on my phone. I actually do like a little dry brushing routine and the way you, you know, approach your skincare routine, the way that you apply your, you know, moisturizer and your it's all in the little things and so if I can like share that with other people and redefine what pleasure is then yeah that's that's something that I definitely want to do yeah I think that's a that's a huge point because we were I talk a lot about uh, the the separation um in my book and in the podcast between sort of like physical uh straight up sexual or intimate pleasure and then you know emotional stuff which for me are two in in my body my body separates the two quite easily um and they live in separate sort of spaces and when they intertwine that's when I lose my shed and I don't know what to do because I'm like ah I have no tools um but but the the physical pleasure side um for me like I talk about in the book that I had my first orgasm quite late um regardless of how much I tried Um, but that was because my brain would be like, ah, this is too much input. I don't, I need to shut it off. I don't know what to do with this much good kind of thing. And so I think it's really interesting when we start talking about that stuff because you don't ever give a, you know, this is not something you get taught or at least I haven't, I haven't, like, it's not part of sex ed. It's not part of your, like, of my parents' education. It's never been, it's not in any sector of your life that they go, what like focus on what you're feeling and how does that feeling feel like just focusing on that part is not something that you have a forum for most of the time in your life yeah that's such an incredible point because um I think that we are conditioned you know are young and we discover wow that feels good you don't know what to do with that and that's the same you know as your scenario when you're older but initially when we discover those things we have not been guided at that point to respect our bodies we don't know what boundaries are we don't know or at least i'm like for the cool awesome parents who take it upon themselves because it's not in school to talk about this so much respect for you because it needs to be talked about but for the majority like when you're young i mean it's natural you know i mean your clitoris or your clitoris yeah. <laughs> however yeah. you, you want to put it um god whatever you know whatever you subscribe to like created that particular organ just for pleasure and i didn't know that until i was like in my 20s you know no one talks about that but we're so conditioned to like race to the finish um whether it's you know we're having sex for the first time like if i don't i definitely didn't orgasm at that point you know And I also didn't realize, like, how to verbalize, well, this is what feels good to me. So can we keep doing that? Yeah. And because, like, we don't have that voice. And 
because that's basically the root of how we experience pleasure and how we might go through relationships experiencing pleasure, you can't serve that for yourself um, by yourself if you haven't ever really taken the time to discover that with a partner. So um, it's really incredible like what happens on an individual level if you just take the time to reestablish like what feels good with your body and take your time and, and also just giving yourself the permission to feel good is incredible. Like I, I um this is TMI, but fuck it, like I'm this is what I'm doing on this earth is talking about Do it. this. Um <laughs> I didn't um experience a deep spot orgasm until I literally I, I was like I don't I don't know this is just never gonna happen for me and one time I was like you are deserving of this pleasure um and you are allowed to have a g-spot orgasm and literally like a minute later I was like holy shit <laughs> it's happening <laughs> so I need the permission to be like it's okay it's not a bad thing to feel good yeah, and I think that relates to the, the, the same thing to generally orgasming for me and, you know, um, squirting for many people. I think the, the, the fact that we, for a minute, have no control, that the point isn't to control, that the point is to live that moment, that's not something that we're, we're told that is a good thing. It's, if anything, it's like, <clears throat> what, what, what? No, like, we, society has rules. You need to follow these rules. And if there are no rules, what the fuck do we do? And, um, and, and it's such a powerful thing that I keep saying this about sex, but I guess it, it, it relates to everything. It's like that giving yourself the space for either play or pleasure, whichever word you want to use, um, is is enormous like I feel like we need that for our mental health like majorly yeah absolutely um and it's, again like not racing to the finish but like I just was blown away like recently discovered a um like it was actually opening the sacral chakra because <laughs> this is where my coaching experience has led me is like chakra work and energy work um and it was all about breathing and just taking the time to be like, wow, well, that actually, that's a place I haven't really, like, spent a lot of time on, because, you yeah. know, again, you just, like, go straight for the clit, honestly, yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, at least, and um, taking the time to just kind of go with, like, what felt really good, and not, like, not allowing myself to have an orgasm edging, you yeah. know, is what it is, just that buildup of sexual energy, as long as you can possibly take it, um, just to, like, chill the fuck out and be like, I don't need to like have an orgasm right now. Reconnecting with my body, which I had honestly never done in my life. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Um, makes all of the difference for being able to say, I know what feels good to me and I want to, I'm confident enough to express that to someone else. And it, you know, again, all comes down to confidence. So yeah. women, especially to explore, um, and kind of make it like um, a, a spiritual experience, and from that, will it will light you up and empower you. Yeah, I think, and also more than that, I would take it a step further. Is like only because I know that if I was saying this to my twenty-one-year-old self, who was very frustrated, um, it wouldn't be helpful. I'd say even having the confidence to to say I don't know yet. 
Like I'm figuring it out. I am taking the time to figure out what feels good for me and, 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 and let's figure it out together if you have a partner to figure it out with or yourself. Um, taking that time to, to, to take different routes. It might take a long time. Like the pleasure itself, that moment is actually the reward. Like the, the orgasm is the cherry, not the cake, you know? Definitely. I think... I wish like the educational system would just tell young girls like it's your literal source of power it is a source of creation it is the most powerful energy that you can possibly you know harness and if it's if i heard like don't give away your power you have the power you know you dictate what someone um is allowed to do if I had heard that, I feel like my whole life would have been different. And I do know women um, who were told that, even by their dads, you know. Um, I just wish it was more normalized. Definitely. And I talked about this um, last week in the episode about boundaries as well. I feel like we're not, as as women in the past, have not been, you know, entitled to our own bodies or that's not how we've been uh brought up and then further than that even in, i think in the very early episodes i think in episode six i talked to a male escort who's uh one of his primary things that women were asking him to do was to raise their sexual energy and and not let them have that orgasm to create that sexual energy and carry it through in the rest of their lives as like the motor of their actions and for me that was a really weird realization that actually because i hadn't been orgasming that's what i that's what was that's what i was running on the entire time because i just kept building and building and building and building and it never released so i i look at my early 20s and i go oh, oh okay yeah oh. <laughs> like no wonder i had no chill like it was just like constant oh my god power it's insane I'm like uh, yeah mm, okay and I was like you've changed recently I'm like I'm so chill now <laughs> it's like I've achieved the, the the meditation stage of it um but yeah I think I think it's it's tough because um not only do we need the businesses centered around pleasure and not only do we not have the tools to promote them but also it's hard to have those conversations without going into personal details like you and I have already divulged like super personal stuff in like the amount of half an hour and that kind of openness it like you need to be doing the work on yourself and and having the confidence and the self-awareness and that's we should all be there but also it's it's unfair to expect everyone to be able to do that you know yeah it really is and sometimes I wonder like is 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 it even like possible to think that everyone will ever be on the same page and see things from this pers- perspective and i don't think that is feasible honestly but that's okay because it takes all kinds of to make the world go round um all i can do is just continue to live authentically and talk about it and whether or not some will come out eventually and say, you know, this changed my perspective. If it does behind closed doors, we, we will never know. But yeah. that's okay, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And like you said in the in the beginning of the episode, like the only thing we can do is put it out there. And then whether the, the, the things end up turning the way that we thought they would or not, that's not up to us, you know, or, or, or actually it's none of our business, technically. So it's, uh, it's really interesting. Um, 
I really hope that um, that that works out for you because like we need more of that kind of engine energy in the world. Yeah, and you, I mean, you put a book out. That is amazing. So, and you never know how many people you're going to reach. That is so incredible. And yeah, I'm, just, I'm glad that we're doing the Lord's work, honey. <laughs> I am too. Um, the but... Lord wanted us to feel good. <laughs> I mean, I want me to feel good, so I feel like that's a good start. <laughs> like, I feel like if everyone just brought it back to like, hey, why would I want to feel shitty when I can feel good? That would be a good start, right? Absolutely. Like, if you think about the potential that our bodies and our minds have to feel awesome, um, you know, whether it's listening to a podcast or stretching or, or you know, experiencing different countries, why wouldn't we want to try to? access that all the fucking time i know it's not even about orgasm or set you know we have the potential to feel fantastic and wonderful and it's all energy related yeah. why can't we just come from a place and live in a place of like let's do that and let's make other people feel that way too yeah yeah i think i think it's coming hopefully like you said we were generalizing and obviously this is not going to be you know it's a It's not a revolution of any kind. Uh, I mean, I don't think of it that way. Um, but I think that the more you surround yourself with that energy and the more, like you said, like even for your business, just hiring a team for your business, that's what you're bringing to other businesses by doing their coaching is being their other person who is feeling the same pressures and struggles. Like I, when I got my editor and my PR girl for the month that the book was coming out, I felt more energized because it wasn't all on my shoulders and I wasn't on my own pushing this massive fucking boulder up this mountain that just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's that's the same in like personal life um, with just the stuff that you surround yourself with. It's that momentum. It just it just grows without you having to put energy into it, like without feeling like you're putting energy into it. Yeah, and totally. That that's so awesome to hear because it's really difficult one for people to give up control um and say I'm going to to help me with this and then two to ask for help. That is a form of self-care and and that allows you free to up to think more and be creative and and just not feel constantly burdened by pressure. Um, and it allows you to contribute to the people that you're contributing to. It allows you to serve from a better place. Totally. So I am super on board with the coaching stuff. I hope I get to attend one of them at some point soon. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so, so glad. Do you have, okay, do you have any parting words or any quote unquote wisdom to share as um, for, with our listeners today? Oh, wow. Um, I guess, you know, if all of this is not accessible for you, um, if, if I've frightened you in some way, um, I guess, you know, but you're interested and you want to kind of explore um, pleasure and feeling good, the, the easiest thing that you can do on a daily basis is to practice gratitude. And the more that you are thankful for the things in your life, the more those things and um, other happy, amazing things will come from that. And I think that's like gratitude is the stepping stone to experiencing pleasure on all levels. So yeah, I totally agree. Right now I'm super grateful for the macaroons on the table in the living room that I'm going to eat in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, I love it. I'm grateful for this cup of coffee in front of me right now giving me life. 
um, and for great connection. This has been an awesome experience. So thank you. Cheers. Yeah, you're very welcome. I'm super happy we did this. I will be putting all of Casey's information down in the description. We will be blasting you people on Instagram with all of the promos um, for this episode and for future things happening. So if you guys have any comments, questions, um, inquiries or or just like messages of support we'll accept those as well um all of the ways to get to us are in the description um thanks again i hope you guys have a weekend full of pleasure whatever that looks like for you and uh we will speak to you next friday <laughs>